Welcome to Discover Grace Podcast, a podcast made for finding God's grace in a disgraceful world. Youth pastors Garrett Lamb and Dalton Dickerson will be discussing biblical truths and topics found in the book of James. We hope that this podcast encourages you to have a stronger love for God and others. Welcome to Discover Grace Podcast. It's your host, Garrett Lamb. And uh, before we do anything on the podcast, I want to encourage you to uh, like and subscribe the podcast. And whether you listen to it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast, uh, there's always a notification bell that you can click on uh, or start following the podcast. So they automatically download to your device. Uh, So I want to encourage you to do that. Uh, But we definitely want to jump into the podcast. James chapter number five, uh, verses nine through 12 is what we're going to be going over. But before we do, Dalton, how about you tell us about your week? Yeah, definitely. It's great to be on here with you, and uh, I hope everyone everyone's having a great week. And uh, Easter is right around the corner, so we're looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. But here at the church, we're um, our teenagers. We're having a, a missions-minded month. Uh, we did it for the first time last year, uh, last mm-hmm. April, and so we're doing uh, we honor, honoring our missionary, uh, looking on to do some some more new things coming up. Maybe a new missionary. Uh, but man, I, I just love this time. And we, we do faith promise giving back there uh, for the first time last year and just one year into it. And the, the teenagers and the Sunday school teachers back there, we've given $2,000 to missions, which, you know, I, I don't know what, what yeah. I thought, but that really blew my mind Wow, uh, that, that we gave that much. And so mm. the Lord's been good to us. And I think he's definitely blessing us because of that. Uh, but we're looking forward to this next year and seeing what we can do for him. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of the, the teenagers are very excited about it uh, and they got behind missions. I hope I'm hoping after this month that, that we kind of revamp and uh, get excited again and uh, have some new goals to hit and maybe some new things we're going to support. But that's what's kind of going on here, Garrett. Uh, really looking forward to this month and uh, Easter, the missions month, and just looking forward to a great couple Sundays here at the church. Praise the Lord. So you said that $2,000 already came in for missions from the teens? Yeah. Yeah. From, wow. from this last year. So April to April. So. Okay, man, that's awesome. That is great. Yeah. And uh, man, praise the Lord. We, we had our missions uh, emphasis month last month in March and uh, Lord really blessed that. Um, but a cool story I've got is this past week, uh, actually a few weeks ago, we were starting our soul winning program. We had talked about it on the podcast and uh, we had had a visitor come uh, from that. And that was a huge blessing, but he's really just kind of wondering really what all this is about. He's kind of searching for God, uh, is not saved at this moment while we're recording, um, to my knowledge, but just a lot of questions. Um, just been talking about how the Lord's been waking up him up in the middle of the night, you know, and, and he just doesn't know what is waking him up. Of course we know it's the Lord, but, um, just very close to salvation. But uh, last week, we had one of our men in the church, uh, took him off to the side, uh, gave him the gospel again. He's been given it quite a few times. Uh, But in that conversation, he asked him if he had had a Bible. And the young man said, no, I I don't have a Bible. He's about 19 years old. And he said, I don't have a Bible, but I'd like to have one. And so this man in our church said, hey, I I tell you what, I'm going to get you a Bible. So next time you come to church, uh, I'll, I'll have a Bible ready for you. So they come out of the auditorium. I'm standing right there. The the young man, you know, is ready to go. I'm about to take him home. And uh, that man in our church, the older man, he said, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to get uh, him a Bible so he's able to start reading and things. And little did he know that the week prior, one of the ladies in our church had come to me, said, hey, I have a brand new King James Bible. 
never been used before. Someone bought it for my mm -hmm. husband, but he liked his Bible that he used. She's like, would you be able to use that? And I said, well, yeah, I, I can find somebody that needs a Bible. And so that, that Sunday morning, she brought it and I told her to go lay it on the pulpit in our teen room. And uh, so I ran upstairs, went and got it and gave it to that young man. And uh, that Bible had a place in a home and before we even knew it. And so it's just, it was just neat to see how the Lord Amen. orchestrated yeah. that, you know, from the week before that it, he had laid it on her heart and she brought it in and then him being able to talk to the new guy uh, to be able to get him a Bible. And then another cool thing that came out of it was while they were talking to each other, uh, I didn't find this out till later, but he had suggested, he said, Hey, when I get you that Bible, the first book that I want you to read is the book of John. Hmm. And, uh, and so I had not known that he had told him that. So when I went upstairs to go get the Bible, uh, when I went to hand it to him, I opened the Bible and took the bookmark. I said, Hey, the very first book you want to read is the book of John. And I said, I'll bookmark it for you. So you have it. And so it was just cool how the Lord Amen. has just yeah. orchestrated everything to where we're all kind of saying the same thing. We're all on the same page. And I think he's kind of trying to figure everything out, put the pieces together, but the Lord's really orchestrating it together. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's awesome, Garrett. And, and it's great to see someone that like, it's, that that is on the right path and hopefully mm -hmm. that man gets saved and just uh, to seeing a life that's, you know, where, where it is right now and, and where mm -hmm. God's going to take it. And we've seen that in our own life, but it's great to see it in other people's lives for sure. Yeah, it definitely is. I, I'm excited to see where the Lord's going to take it. And uh, pray for Lee, if you're listening, um, pray for this young man. His name's Griffin. And so uh, pray for him that he would come to the knowledge of Christ. And I believe he's right there. And so maybe even by the time we release this podcast, he might already know Christ the Savior. But uh, but say a quick word of prayer for him, if you would, those of you who are listening. Uh, another cool thing before we get in the podcast, Dalton, is uh, I was actually looking at some of the uh, statistics, analytics of our podcast. And okay. there are actually some people out there, 96% of our audience is in the United States. Uh, oh, wow. But we have people that listen uh, in Spain, uh, Germany, Portugal. Uh, Singapore, uh, wow. the Philippines, and South Africa. And so isn't that cool to think that's that, amazing? Uh, yeah. Us sitting, I'm in Ohio, you're in Tennessee, and those this podcast is going way across the world yeah. to somebody else listening out there. So man, what a privilege to to be able to yeah. reach out to those. And if you're listening right now, you know, thank you so much for your support. And I pray that we're a blessing to you. And I pray that it's a help in your spiritual walk. Yeah. And I thought I thought that was just a cool thing yeah. you know, that we were on the podcast the other day talking to Brother Caleb Garraway, and he was saying how it's so vital for us to get the gospel to the world. And uh, technology, there's there's a lot of wrong you can do with it. Uh, but this is an instance where you use something that could be used all across the world uh, Amen, to get the yeah. gospel out. And you just don't know who's going to be listening. And so I thought that was pretty neat. Um, but we definitely want to jump into the podcast and uh, go over these scripture verses uh, that we have. We're just about through the book of James. Uh, one more episode after this, but we are going over verses uh, 9 through 12 in James chapter number 5. Um, so I will start reading off in verse number 9. And uh, Dalton, if you want to pick up in verse number 11 and 12. And so if you have a Bible there and you're listening, if you could grab it and uh, follow along with us as we read out loud, James chapter number five, starting in verse number nine, and it says, uh, grudge not one against another, brethren, lest ye be condemned. Behold, the judge standeth before the door. Take my brethren, the prophets who have spoken in the name of the Lord for an example of suffering affliction and of patience. Verse 11, but behold... Uh, we count them happy, which endure. Ye have heard of the patience of Job, and have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful and tender, and of tender mercy. 
But above all things, my brethren, swear not, neither by heaven, neither by the earth, neither by any other oath. But let your yea be yea, and your nay, nay, unless ye fall into condemnation. Yeah, and uh, Dalton, I want you to go ahead and start us off. We, we talked a little bit about the passage, how it's this is an interesting passage of scripture before we came on air. Um, but kind of talk about these verses and uh, really what stuck out to you. Yeah, and uh, definitely Garrett, and it is an interesting passage of scripture here, these these couple of verses that, that we're talking about today, uh, and I'll get into that, but, you know, it started off uh, with verse 9 saying, grudge not one against another, uh, brethren, lest ye be condemned, behold, the judge standeth before the door, and I think this is kind of just a, a reiteration of, you know, in James chapter 4, it talked about speaking not evil uh, of one another, and uh, man, I, I pray that the way we, we talk and the way that we live, that we're not, you know, uh, murmuring or grudging against or groaning, causing others to groan uh, and be upset by, by how we live. And I don't think this is a uh, Garrett, that this is a uh, destroying someone, but I think it's just yeah. a gradual, uh, you know, a pushing against, you know, someone that saves, someone that we know, whether it's an authority or in our church or uh, a friend of ours that we're just constantly pushing against and causing harm. Uh, and again, I, we're not out to destroy them, but we're not helping them at all. Mm -hmm. And it's little things here and there that I think uh, make a big difference. And it talks about not grudging against them because the judge standeth before the door. Uh, two reasons, because we don't want to be condemned. You know, I don't want to be condemned. And mm -hmm. I don't think anyone on this podcast would say, I want to be condemned yeah. and have God judge me. And if you don't want God to judge you, then let's don't uh, grudge against each other. Let's don't murmur against each other, spread rumors about each each other and just tear each other down because uh, mm. i don't want to be condemned but also because i know that the judge standeth at the door mm. and that judge is the lord and uh last podcast we talked about the lord uh drawing near and i think that's he's still talking about that mm -hmm. uh let, let's let's not say anything about other people especially if it's not sinful if it's not hurting anyone maybe we just don't like someone's personality maybe just someone gets on our nerves and there's nothing sinful about it then we were no place to, to grudge against them or to talk against them because we know that the lord's coming back and he's going to take care of business you know if mm -hmm. someone's doing something that that's wrong and and it's not affecting us with any sin or, or or not hurting the church then let god take care of it he's going to he's going to take care of it and then also mm -hmm. we ought to realize that uh, because the judge standeth at the door he's ready to step through it and Garrett, you know, as I was thinking about it, I was thinking about, you know, growing up, man, me and my brother, we were pretty wild. Okay. We'd fight each other. Uh, one time you and we your brother. Fighting. Yeah. No way. <laughs> oh yeah. If, if you met, if you're listening, if you met my brother, he's probably, he might be listening. He listens once in a while, but uh, my brother, Cody, uh, we were just crazy. You know, we were just, we wanted to be cowboys and, and we were yeah. just trying to be as rough as we can. And we were fighting in our room once and uh, he took my head and shoved it through the drywall. So, mm. so wow. you can, you can see, and we'd fight all the time, but it was a little different if, if we we're standing in a room and something happened and we knew that our mother was standing at the door. Mm. Okay. If I were to look over and see her or, or, or someone that's an authority through the door, I would realize, Hey, you know, I probably shouldn't punch him or I probably shouldn't say this smarky r remark because mm -hmm. uh, I know that they're watching and we know that the Lord's watching. He's standing at the door. He can come back at any time. This going to affect the way we talk about others. And Garrett, you're the youngest sibling, uh, sibling of your yeah. family. I'm the youngest. And you know, I, my brother had two years on me, plus a lot of muscle <laughs> and a lot of weight. Um, yeah. and usually I didn't get the best of him, but what I always got was smarky remarks and I would mm. always say something that would just push him over. 
And, mm-hmm. you know, I think of grudging against other, other people. A lot of times we just say just enough to push him over. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we wouldn't say that if we thought about Jesus standing at the door, you know, he, he's ready yeah. to come back and how we should act. So that was just kind of my take on this first verse. Mm-hmm. Garrett, you might want to talk about some of the other ones, but uh, that, that's what came to mind there. Yeah, that, and that was great. Um, I, I definitely, as a youngest sibling, uh, I was the instigator. So <laughs> I always was the one that started everything. Stoking the fire. Exactly. And, uh, you know, another thing that I, th- I think of when in verse number nine um, about grudging is most of the time we grudge against one another, uh, either one, because someone did something that we didn't like against mm-hmm. us, or two is because someone has something that we want and we don't have it yeah. in our lives. Um, even in ministry, man, their ministry is mm-hmm. full of, of preachers that can get jealous and insecure about themselves because uh, there's a lot of guys out there, Dalton, that they're, they're good speakers. Yeah. <laughs> they can preach. And uh, there's other guys out there, man, they, they are outgoing. They can draw people in. Um, they have great you know, administration skills or whatever it might be that the Lord has given them that talent. Um, you know, you think of a guy like Kenny Baldwin. I love to hear Kenny Baldwin preach. And, uh, but the guy has so many talents, right? He, he can play piano. Mm-hmm. He can sing, he can preach. Yeah. He's got a great personality. And uh, it's easy for us to look at, at something, someone that, that God is using and to grudge against them because we don't have what they have. Yeah. Um, most of the time we look at somebody uh, that we don't know, we really don't know them personally and we grudge against them because they have something or they, they seem to be successful and we might not be. Um, but Christian, I, I would be careful that you don't know what people have gone through to get to the place that they're at. Mm-hmm. And, and it's going to talk about that here in just a minute in the next scripture, really, uh, about people that we can look to as an example. Uh, in verse number 10, it says, take my brethren, the prophets, which have spoken in the name of the Lord for an example of suffering affliction and of patience. And we've, we live in a day and age we want to break down that authority. Uh, God is the authority in all of our lives. Uh, just as you compared it to our parents when we were younger, they were the authority. Um, but we want to break down to authority in every single aspect. And that leads to breaking down the authority of you know, our, our spiritual lives. Uh, God is always going to be the head of that. Um, but the men of God and, and the preachers that people put in your life, uh, God put those people in your life for a reason. Um, not that they're going to be someone that you bow down to and do whatever you want, you know, I know that me and you both would agree that, and most of you that would be listening would agree with that, that, look, we, we don't just follow men, we're, we're following God. Um, yeah. But God definitely put people in my life, and uh, Dalton, I know he's put people in your life, yeah. that were spiritual leaders, uh, that they had to go through some things throughout the years, and, and God's used them greatly, and has used them in my life uh, as an example. And so before we grudge and we go after somebody, or criticize them for what they do. Um, really, we should take a step back because we we haven't walked in there a day in their shoes at all. Yeah. And uh, and God, I, I have to pray and ask God every single day, Lord, whatever you'd have for me to do, whatever you have to do to me. Uh, David, in the book of Proverbs and Psalms, he he says, or in, in book of Psalms, he says uh, to judge me. And that's not an easy prayer to pray to say, yeah. God, judge me and and persecute me. Uh, but, but really when God does those things and prunes back the branches and that man just gets the things out of your life that shouldn't be there and where you have to make a choice to trust God uh, or trust yourself when he puts you in those situations, that's where the true growth happens. Mm -hmm. And, and we can see that in saying that in verse number 10 and verse number 11, behold, we count them happy, which endure. And uh, there's so many people in my life, whether they were a preacher or they weren't, 
I can think of many church members over the years that they struggled with cancer or they had a physical ailment uh, that they just battled with back and forth all the time. And you'd almost look at it like, man, God, that's not fair. Uh, but they're some of the biggest examples that have ever been in my life because they're the ones that they endured the afflictions and they were happy through it all. Um, I might not have seen all the struggles and the things that they had to go through, but in the end, they were still serving God and doing what was right. And so those of you that are listening, man, I, I would hope that there is somebody in your life that you can look to that you say, you know, they might not be perfect. Um, I might not understand all the struggles they've went through, but they have just endured afflictions. They have went through some things and I can look to them as a spiritual leader and not, not grudge or be uh, irresponsible with my attitude towards people that God uses, but to look at them and say, Hey, that's, that's an example of what I would like to be is to be a servant. It's just to be used of whatever God wants me to do. Um, so those are some, a couple of things that I thought was pretty interesting about those, those passages there. Yeah, Garrett, I, I really like how you, uh, you mentioned that kind of brought those together. Um, about not grudging against those who maybe we don't know what they've been through. But, you know, as we look at these, these, these scriptures talking about the prophets who have spoken in the name of the Lord, uh, for an example of suffering affliction, it talks about uh, they, what they endured, but happier, we count them happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it talks in verse 11, and I have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. mercy. You know, I think of um, Hebrews eleven thirty eight, and I'll read that mm-hmm. off real quick. Uh, this is talking about those who, at the beginning of the chapter, the, the faith chapter, by faith, you know, Moses by faith, Joseph, and it goes on and mm-hmm. on. But then it talks about those who by faith and, and they, were, they were Christians or saved, but they, uh, they, they weren't delivered. Uh, they went through a lot of hard trials. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it says, and others had trials of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and dens and caves of the earth. And, and it goes on there. Man, there's some people that have lived for the Lord and they've gone through a whole lot. And, you know, we look at that and, and it's hard to read verse 11, behold, we count them happy, which endure, you know, I, I, I there's some people that in our church are going through a lot of hard things with their family and medical, uh, surgeries and, and, mm-hmm. uh, just, just a lot of uh, disease and, and hardship. And it's hard to, to say, man, we count them happy, but we know the story of Job. We see that the end of the Lord, uh, he's very merciful and he's full of, uh, he's full of mercy and grace. Mm-hmm. And we know the story of Job, how you know, he lost his children, he lost his wealth, he lost his physical health, uh, he lost the, the love uh, of his wife, she, she went away from him, and uh, his mm-hmm. friends turned against him, and all these bad things. But then we see in Job 23.10, in the midst of all this, he says, But he knoweth the way that I take, and when hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's not, when we go through a hard time, or someone that we know is going through a hard time, it's not very... Uh, great at the moment we look at the end result and how great god is and how he allowed them to go through and the comfort that he gave them and just all the things that come along with it we see that job was very blessed at the end and god Mm. blessed him mightily for for his uh faith in him you know garrett real quick uh i'm reading a book about hudson taylor Mm -hmm. and uh it's a biography i think of his his children wrote wrote of him and he uh if you know anything about him he was started uh, the inland mission uh, to China and mm. just went through a lot of hard things and the diseases over there. And he had a couple of children that died and then he had a, his, his first wife died. 
And, and right after his wife dies, he wrote, he writes in a, a letter or a journal. And he talks about just how hard, you know, it is to lose his wife. And, you know, I can't imagine, I think they were married for 12 years. Mm. And he said that he would tell his wife everything and they would talk about everything that's going on in their ministry. And he said, like, once she lost her, that he needed to focus on the Lord and that he needed mm -hmm. to tell the Lord everything he would tell his wife. And he goes on and kind of gives an account, you know, Garrett, about uh, just the, the sweetest times he had the Lord and happiest days were shortly after his wife died. And that's mm -hmm. just wild to me. You know, yeah. I can't imagine my wife dying and me saying that some great things came out of it. Uh, but, but he was able to endure affliction. And we see at the end of his life, great things were done. And we need to realize that, you know, we're in a storm that eventually will be over. The Lord's going to help us, and, and his tender mercy is going to be seen at the end of things. Amen. One story that I think of when I was growing up, I might have shared this on the podcast before, but, uh, you know, I, I remember in 2012, I was in seventh grade, um, just got into the youth group. It was summertime, and uh, my dad sat us all down and told us that uh, our mom had a brain tumor. And at the time... And it didn't make a lot of sense to me why we had to go through something like that. You know, my dad's been faithful. Uh, there were other trials that, that my parents had to go through with a couple siblings that had health issues and um, just life flighted and doctor's appointments upon a doctor's appointments, just, just constant struggles. Um, having a handicapped brother, it, it just seemed like they'd been through enough. And uh, at that point, I think that was one of the hardest times for my dad is to see my mom having pain that he couldn't help her with, uh, you know, give her answers to the questions that she had and for himself to keep himself faithful. Um, but one thing I do remember is that was on a Thursday night. He sat us down or Thursday afternoon. We got back from, I had gotten home from school. I think it was towards the end of the year for school. And uh, he said, you know, tonight we're going to do exactly what we've always done. And we're going to go tell others about the Lord. Uh, because Thursday night, we always went out and we passed out tracks and we gave the gospel. And that's just what we did. And, uh, you know, you, you kind of just emphasize, even though there's things that we can't describe and explain, um, God's always been faithful to us. We should be faithful back to him and giving out the gospel. And, and that's just a, a short story about someone that's in my life. Um, but we can look at many, many biblical examples of, you know, Job and others that you mentioned in the Hall of Faith that, you know, it doesn't always have to make sense. It doesn't always have to maybe seem like I'm going to come out of this happy, <laughs> but when we endure it, uh, knowing that the Lord will come through, no matter what happens, uh, whatever the result is, the Lord is going to choose what's best. Um, we have to have that patience and that, and that acknowledgement that the Lord is going to be able to know exactly what we need. And we're going to be better on the other end of it. And uh, that's, that's something that I would say to everyone who's listening are you willing and are you ready if God wants to flip your world upside down today? Uh, because it could happen. Anything can happen at any moment. Uh, but are you ready for that? Are you ready for the Lord to be able to do whatever he wants with your life, just as he did with Job? And, uh, you know, we look at verse number 12 um, and wrapping up on the last verse says, but above all things, my brethren, swear not, neither by heaven, neither by the earth, neither by any other oath, but let your yea be yea. And your nay, nay, lest you fall into condemnation. And, uh, you know, something I see about this is uh, we talked about this before we were on air about how the importance of not swearing is in the beginning of that passage where it says above all things. And, uh, you know, really uh, the very first thing that came to my mind when I thought about this is, you know, that makes so much sense. Uh, we might not think that 
using the Lord's name in vain or doing things that we ought not and saying things about this earth um, are not a big deal. But when we look at the life of Peter at the end of Jesus's life on earth, um, what is the one of the one things that he did to show himself that he wasn't with Christ? He started to swear and uh, he started to swear and say things that he, he ought not. And I, I believe there's two different swearings we're talking about here, but one, one is we have to make sure that our, our mouths are clean, our lives are clean, because if we want to distance ourselves from God, we're going to say things out of our mouth that ought not be. And uh, above all things, we have to keep our mind clear by what comes out of our mouth. And, and secondly, he's talking about making an oath and swearing that you're going to keep a promise. Um, we ought not do something and, and not keep our word to the Lord or to somebody else that we've given them. You know, we, we shouldn't swear on... Uh, the Lord's name or say anything that we're going to do uh, where we can't keep that promise. And uh, we have to make sure that what we say, we say with purpose, we say with uh, authority, but we also say it with a promise that we're going to do it um, because no one likes a hypocrite, someone that says something and does another. And so we have to make sure that us as the brethren, uh, the people that, that James is addressing here, that we swear not and that we, we don't distance ourselves from the Lord and we also have a good testimony of showing that, hey, I'm a person that keeps my word and does the things that, that I, God wants me to do and being honest and being just and being right. And uh, so I, I believe that the Lord really wants us to overall in our life, uh, we shouldn't swear neither by heaven nor by earth or things that are in this earth. We, we ought not live a life that is contrary to what Christ has put as an example. And Garrett, you know, I think you, you hit it right on the right on the head there uh, talking about Peter, you know, he was one that was there at the feeding of the 5,000. You think of other miracles that he was a part of mm -hmm. and just great things of God. But yet uh, he got to th throw everyone off the track of his Christianity, his belief in Jesus Christ, uh, because he began to swear and mm -hmm. he did it once. I think he, he did it three times, you know, back to back to back. Yeah. Uh, and just to convince someone that he was not associating with Jesus. And then he realized what he did and, uh, you know, he realized how wrong he was, but that's important. I think it's just amazing, Garrett, we were talking about before we begin the podcast, but above mm -hmm. all things, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I, I believe James is talking about these, these few things we talked about and these, these last couple of verses, you know, he says, but above all things, my brethren swear not, you know, let's, let's make, make sure we make a priority of, of what we say, you know, throughout the book of James, he's talked about our tongue and our words and how powerful they are and how damaging they can be. And, you know, how we can hurt a lot of people with it and we should not swear. And in Matthew chapter five, James kind of talks about what Jesus talks about on the Sermon on the Mount. He mm -hmm. says that we shouldn't swear uh, by heaven, by God's throne, uh, not by the earth or Jerusalem or by your head. And we shouldn't swear. And again, uh, we'll make, uh, you know, commitments to God or commitments on this earth. But let's make sure we don't swear and, and uh, you know, swear God's name in vain or mm -hmm. even swear on on something that 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 we can't change in Matthew chapter five, it talks about swearing not on your head because you can't change, you know, uh, black hair to white or something mm -hmm. like that. Uh, Cause that's not in our control that only God can, can change things. And uh, we should leave that up to him. And, you know, I thought it was interesting Garrett, but, but above all things, you know, that, that phrase is, is mentioned a couple more times. It's mentioned in Colossians and uh, I think second Peter mm -hmm. uh, about above all things have charity. Uh, one says charity, one says fervent charity. Hmm. Uh, and then uh, I believe first John says above all things, um, 
that, that you prosper and it, uh, and it was talking about them doing well and being successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's important that we understand that, uh, there's some important things is it, how we talk, you know, it's loving mm-hmm. other people and it's living for the Lord. And, and I think Garrett, if I had a totem pole or a, a ranking of, of top things not to do, <laughs> I don't think swearing yeah. would have been up there, um, personally, but right. clearly the Lord knows what he's talking about in Matthew chapter five and James does as well. Mm-hmm. And we need to make a priority of what we say. Uh, we shouldn't be, you know, using words that we shouldn't be at the workplace or out in public or songs that we listen to if they're swearing or the shows we're watching, if they're swearing. We need to take a bigger priority and cutting that off in our life. Uh, Cause clearly that's, that's a big concern. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if James just said, and, and it would be good if you just didn't swear. No, he said, but above all things, you know, mm-hmm. swear not. And the fact that Jesus covered it in, in the Sermon on the Mount, I think we should take a, a bigger priority. And in my life, I need to make sure that I don't associate myself with, with any of these things of swearing or, and I don't listen or watch anything that has to do with that because clearly I'm going against what the Lord has. Yeah. And you're exactly right. When we worked at, in the secular field together, I think one thing that, that sets us apart is the way that we conduct ourselves, but also the speech that we had. Um, I remember one of the guys that we worked with, uh, he, he had cussed and he said, Oh, I, I probably shouldn't cuss in front of you, you preacher boys or whatever you called us, you know, you, you Christians. Yeah. And, uh, even the world recognizes that they ought not be doing it yeah. and that Christians are ought, ought to separate themselves. And, uh, Ephesians chapter four and verse 29 tells us that we ought not let corrupt communication proceed out of our mouth. Yeah. Um, but at the end of that verse, it says that we may minister grace under the hearers. And so for us to be a testimony of what Christ wants us to be, uh, we, we have to make sure that our speech is right. And uh, we can say, oh, there's just a bunch of words. You know, it doesn't really matter. It's, it's just, you know, it's whatever. I'm just making a joke. Um, but those things can hurt people in your testimony for the Lord. And uh, the phrase that I've said on the podcast, you know, multiple times, but we heard it all through college, is that our, our sermons whisper, but our life shouts. And uh, we, can, we can preach all day long, and I can preach out of the Bible, but if my life doesn't back up what I'm preaching, um, man, that, that, that just shows a horrible testimony of the Lord. And as Christians, we have to make sure in this passage, we look it over. We have to say, I need to be thankful for what I have and not, not really grudge over what other people have. Um, I need to be looking to the spiritual leaders that God has placed in my life. Not that they're above God, but they can at least give me a roadmap on how to live my life in a, in a good instruction manual with the word of God and with other people that I can see really how I should live my life. And then for us to be able to endure afflictions, um, there's going to be things in our life, but if we can do it with patience and with love and, and with honor and respect towards the Lord, man, the Lord is going to be able to show his tender mercies through us um, that no way we could do that on our own. And uh, the greatest way to show a good example of those things is by our mouth and the way that we use our life and the testimony of our words and so Dalton kind of gives us your last thoughts on this passage. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, verse 11 says, and have seen the end of the Lord. And, uh, you know, the, the verses before we're talking about the coming of the Lord, I think it's important. We understand that mm. the judge standing for the door, God's coming back. Christ is coming back to this world and let's control what we say. Let's control who we talk about, who we mm-hmm. tear down, uh, make sure we don't do that. And, and let's make sure that we that we look at those who have gone on before us, and we don't judge them, but use their life as examples. 
because I want to see, you know, at the end of the Lord, uh, that he's full of mercy and I don't want to mm. fall into condemnation by swearing or, or by grudging one another. And, yeah. you know, if you're saved, uh, and when Christ comes back and we go into a thousand year reign, we're going to see that the end of the Lord is full of mercy. Mm. And I don't think there's going to be anything else uh, in the world that is more great than him mm. and to be able to live for him, serve him and worship him uh, for all eternity. We're going to see the end of the Lord. Uh, he's full of mercy and that um, he's very pitiful. But let's don't fall into condemnation. Mm. What a great chapter, Garrett. I, I enjoyed these uh, couple of verses here. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I just enjoyed being on here with everyone. Yeah, and uh, looking forward to the next passage that we're going to go over, the last uh, episode in the book of James, and uh, going over those last verses in chapter number 5, from 13 to 20. Um, But you know, the Lord could return at any time. We have to make sure that we are ready at all times. And uh, so if your heart's not right, or you have something in your life that you're struggling with, you're having a hard time with, maybe you're in that pit of despair, it seems like, that you can't get out of, uh, endure those afflictions with happiness. Uh, don't don't look at other people and keep your eyes focused on the Lord because the Lord could be back at any moment. And uh, so thank you so much for joining on the podcast today, uh, signing off for myself and for Dalton. And uh, we will see you next time on the podcast. Have a great day in Jesus.